Manitoba sees some of its worst crimes yet. This and more on the Manitoba Freethinker Podcast. Welcome back to another show, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're having a wonderful day as always. Quick question, do you guys feel safe in Manitoba? Like on general, just on an average day? Do you guys feel safe? Let me know where you're from in Manitoba. And uh, if you're not from Manitoba, we do have listeners all over Canada and the US. Let me know if you've ever visited Manitoba and if you've just felt safe in like an overall sense. I can tell you that I generally do feel safe in Manitoba, but I am from Winnipeg and there are certain areas at night that I wouldn't necessarily feel safe at, like downtown or certain areas in the north end. Um, They are dangerous and it's not like I would be scared or anything. I just feel like sometimes, you know, you're rolling the dice on some bad shit happening. But either way, Manitoba, let me know. I want to hear from you. Let me know where you're from. And like I said, if you just feel safe on an average everyday basis. All right, Manitoba, what a week it has been. And as I as I'm combing through the news stories over the last uh over the last few weeks, basically since July 1st, Canada Day, I'm just shocked at the amounts of crime being committed on a daily basis here in Manitoba. And I'm shocked at the types of crimes and who they're being committed to. I'm in my late 30s and I don't know maybe if I haven't been paying close attention to this in the past. And if it's always been like this in Manitoba. Or if Manitoba truly is going down the shithole in a hurry. But some of these last few articles I read are truly fucking horrible. So I'm just going to go over um, basically some articles that took place since July 1st to July 7th. So in the span of one week since Canada Day, um, this is what took place in Manitoba. And I'm not going to go into too much detail of them. I'm just going to do a quick synopsis of the crimes. But this is the first week in July in Manitoba. And I'm sure most of you are already aware I'm just going to go over the worst one because if you guys picked up a newspaper or turned on a TV um, you're well aware of the story a Winnipeg man has been charged with murder in the stabbing of his own three-year-old daughter so the biggest piece of shit um, of the year what a fucking coward like most of you I'm sure you find it hard to stomach especially coming as a father you know I couldn't imagine what this poor little girl was thinking. This is the person that that poor little girl is supposed to feel the most safe with. And this person is supposed to do anything and everything for that little girl. And it turns out he's the piece of shit. Fucking coward that takes her life away. So I hope this guy rots in prison. And um, man, I hope he gets what's coming to him in there. But uh, shortly before 9.30 a.m., the mother and her three-year-old daughter were traveling together in a vehicle When they arrived at their destination, they were allegedly held at knife point by the estranged father. Police received a 911 call from the mother and a motorist. 
after they were flagged down by the suspect. The man then abducted the child, and the Winnipeg Police Service believed that within the first five minutes of the first 911 call, the child was already seriously hurt. Because a short time later, only about 20 minutes at 9.43 a.m., police found the father at King Edward Street and Jefferson Avenue by his parked vehicle. Inside the vehicle, police found the three-year-old suffering from stab wounds and immediately began, began giving emergency first aid. The girl was taken to the hospital by paramedics in critical condition where unfortunately later she died of her injuries. The mother was not physically injured in the altercation and the 28-year-old father was taken into custody and is being charged with first-degree murder and is um, being held in custody. So I have zero sympathy for this piece of shit. And, and honestly, I don't even think we should waste our taxpayers' money on a trial. This, this is a broken human being. And he should just be fucking brought out back and shot and buried. You know, in a shallow grave and just forgot about. My heart goes out to the family. I can't imagine what they're going through. But like I said, uh, something has to change in Manitoba because stories like this is becoming all too common. I just recently reported on a story of a 12-year-old getting stabbed. So another story uh, coming out of Winnipeg from the Winnipeg Police. At around 11.50 p.m. on the 7th, the Winnipeg Police Service received a report of an assault near Logan Avenue and Isabel Street. A 52-year-old female had been walking in the area when she was approached from behind and held at knife point. She suffered some injuries but when, uh, when, and when she attempted to stop the attack, that's when she suffered the injuries. So she was later transported to the hospital in stable condition. And detectives are working on obtaining a suspect, a suspect description and a motive for the incident. So once again, another knife attack in Winnipeg. It just seems like every day uh, in Winnipeg or in Manitoba, uh, I could report knife attacks over and over and over. And they're not just assaults. They're also homicides that I'm reporting. Also on July 7th, members of the Guns and Gang Unit, with the assistance of the tactical support team and other officers, executed several search warrants at two residences in Winnipeg. One was in the first uh, fi 100 block of Parkdale Drive and the other in the 500 block of Waterfront Drive. Several people were taken into custody and a number of items were seized. But when the Winnipeg Police Services showed up to one of the homes, it actually kicked off a standoff between the police and the occupants inside the house. It eventually ended with the arrest of six individuals, and when officers searched the residence, they found three loaded guns, two of them which had their serial numbers removed, a stun gun, body armor, fentanyl patches, crack cocaine, and about 8000 in cash. On uh, the previous day, on July 6th, Winnipeg Police Services responded to an assault in the 300 block of Selkirk Avenue. A male had been seen kicking an elderly male in the head and causing injuries. Officers located a crowd tending to the injured 72-year-old male. He was then transported to the hospital where he remains uh, at the time I adjourned this recording. Um, it was determined that the victim had been walking in the area when a lone suspect assaulted him. The victim was pushed to the ground and then the suspect continued to violently assault him, rendering him unconscious. Then rummaged through his clothing, 
prior to leaving. And a 21-year-old male from Winnipeg has been charged with robbery and assault causing bodily harm and was detained in custody. So in Winnipeg, we have a 21-year-old beating up a 72-year-old man and we have a 28-year-old piece of shit stabbing his own 3-year-old daughter. Like, what the fuck is going on here, Manitoba? And I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but after the death of George Floyd, when there were calls coming from the uh, states to defund the police, that made its way up here in Manitoba. And there were organizations in Winnipeg that were calling for defunding our police. Like, these people must have their head in the sand. We need more police, and a lot more. And we also need our police to be patrolling the streets outside of their patrol cars. They actually need to be walking the streets. They need to have a visible presence in these neighborhoods. So, I I mean, I don't know why they're calling for defunding of the police. I think we need the exact opposite. Our, Our crime... Our crime rates are going up. And you know what? We definitely need more of a deterrence factor in Canada. You know, like I said in previous shows, we need harsher sentences for violent crimes. But, you know, honestly, I'll stick to my earlier statement. The guy who stabbed his three-year-old should just be shot and forgotten about. But that was Winnipeg in the last few days. Well, I mean, that was Winnipeg from in July 1st to July 7th. But not to be outdone. Our surrounding cities and towns came in strong with crime problems of their own. So, on July 1st in Ashburn, RCMP responded to reports of two suspects, one which was armed with a firearm, was threatening residents at a home. And when officers responded, the two males took flight. With the assistance of the RCMP police dog services, they located a vehicle nearby the motel and um, the two males that were involved in the incident. Both were placed under arrest, and uh, officers recovered a small quantity of pills and firearms, one which had a suppressor. They also took in prohibited brass knuckles and a prohibited switchblade. A 21-year-old male and a 30-year-old male were both charged and uh, remanded into custody. So, again, a 21-year-old male. Like, there's a common thread at how young these people are. So, I'll take you over to Thompson, Manitoba on July 5th. RCMP responded to three different calls in the span of 24 hours. And if you guys recall, Thompson is the most dangerous place to live in Canada. So, out of the three calls, two of the suspects were found to be in possession of a machete, and the third suspect was in possession of a firearm. At 2.25 a.m., officers responded to a fight in progress on Parkway Crescent, where it was reported that two suspects were in possession of weapons. Upon arrival, officers learned that the two males, they were aged 14 and 15 years old, and they both fled on foot, After a short pursuit, the two suspects were located and arrested. And, um, yeah, they were both released on court-imposed conditions. So a 14- and a 15-year-old. So about 12 hours later, at 2.25 p.m., 
they received a report of a male brandishing a firearm in a parking lot in a business located on Thompson Drive. Patrols were made and a suspect was observed walking near Grey Wolf Bay. After a short foot pursuit, the suspect was arrested without incident and officers recovered a sawed-off 22 caliber rifle. And it was a 24-year-old male who was arrested. A few hours later, at 4.50 p.m., a report was received of a male walking on Churchill Drive with a weapon in his hand. And uh, when officers showed up, they arrested a 22-year-old male and seized a machete. So there it is. There's Thompson, Manitoba. Now over in Selkirk, Manitoba, and if you guys recall, they're seventh in the most dangerous place to live in Canada. RCMP charged a 25-year-old with second-degree murder in relation to the death of a 22-year-old female in an incident that took place on July 4th. At approximately 5 a.m., Selkirk RCMP responded to a report of a disturbance at a residence in the city of Selkirk. Upon arrival, they found uh, the 22-year-old deceased female, and the matter still is uh, is still being investigated and the 25-year-old male still remains in custody. So uh, another um, story I want to highlight, I'll bring it back to Thompson, Manitoba, where RCMP are investigating a bomb threat at the Thompson Hospital, and this took place on July 8th. But hospital staff advised that they received a call from a male advising of an IED in the building. Officers attended to the hospital and conducted a thorough search of the complex, including a nearby administrative building, and they did not locate any suspicious package or device. At the time, there were currently 55 patients and staff inside, but they were actually not evacuated, and Thompson RCMP believed that the phone call was a hoax and are conducting a public mischief investigation. So, like I said, as I've mentioned, Manitoba has three of the top most 10 dangerous cities in Canada. Thompson first, Portage of Prairie third, and Selkirk, Manitoba seventh. But just outside the top 10, Winnipeg sitting at 13th place. So this is, like I said, it's just communities and cities throughout Manitoba. It's a common thread. Just so you know, in uh, 2019, Winnipeg had 44 homicides, and there were only two cities in Canada that had more, Toronto at 130 and Montreal at 45, and that's not per capita. Every other major city in Canada had less homicides than Winnipeg. Calgary, Vancouver, Edmonton, you name it, all cities much larger than Winnipeg had way less homicides. And in that same year, Winnipeg placed second in the amount of homicides per 100,000 at 5.31. And at that uh, time, the national average was 1.8 per 100,000. So Winnipeg was almost three times the national average. During that same year, Winnipeg, um, the sexual assaults were double the national average and robberies were four times the national average. Breaking and enter incidents occurred 50% higher than any other place in Canada. 
and her youth crime rate was also double the national average in 2019. Manitoba placed fifth in the rate of violent crimes per 100,000. So it doesn't matter which metric you want to go by, Manitoba and cities inside Manitoba are consistently placing high in the most dangerous places to live. It's, it's over and over. And like I said, murders, homicides, violent crimes, robberies, sexual assaults, breaking and enters. It doesn't matter. We're continually ranked really high. And again, on top, I, I, I have to point out that on top of Winnipeg placing 13th in the most dangerous place to live in Canada, and like I said, all the other stats that are ranked so high for for such a small city overall, the Winnipeg police are eating up such a huge percentage of our city budget. And it's at 25%. And our police wages are going up and up. And we're just putting fewer and fewer police on the streets. And it's costing us more and more. So like Manitoba is not getting our money's worth. Why do we have so many cities that rank so high in the most dangerous places to live in Canada? Like as we approach mid-July, we are on track to break our murder rate records if we continue this pace. And this is also coming off of 15 months of social interaction being limited like we've never seen. So even with all the social gathering restrictions that COVID brought us, we're on pace to breaking our homicide record. So let me know what you think that can be done differently or should be done differently. Because like I said, these stories are stories that just came out of one week in Manitoba since Canada Day. So, but Manitoba, that's going to do it for today's show. I hope that uh, Manitoba will see better weeks ahead. I hope these articles after articles of youth in Manitoba being murdered come to a stop. And the people responsible are held accountable accountable, and severely punished. You know, these are not productive members of our society. You know, especially the, the father who stabs his three-year-old. He's never going to be. You kill your own daughter and you're never going to be a productive member in today's society. And since we don't have the death penalty here in Canada... He should never be set foot as a free man again. He should die in prison. But I hope you and your family did stay safe. I hope you had a chance to get out and enjoy the hot weather we've been getting. Unfortunately, no rain yet. But I do want to thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Like, share, subscribe. Do all that good stuff out that helps the show. And leave comments, comment, comment, comments. I'm told it helps the algorithm out. And uh, you can follow me at MB Freethinker on Twitter. I'm on Facebook, Manitoba Freethinker. And I upload some of the podcasts to YouTube. But the best place to go is to mbfreethinker.wordpress.com. And there will be links to all of my episodes. I'm on most podcast platforms. But if you can't find me, you could just go to the website. So once again, Manitoba, thank you so much. I love you guys. And thank you so much for listening. And I'll catch you in the next one. Bye.